this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. I'm Jake. So, I'm 90% sure. 90? Yeah. I tore my meniscus. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Playing basketball? Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. I saw your ice in your leg. Yeah. I just thought it was just... Just, old man just part of the part of the process, right? Nope. Here are my crutches. I was I was like, I need to go sit down before Jake gets in here so he doesn't know. And it's like, wait, what? I had to catch you off air. And you always bring good news, and I'm just bringing the depression. I mean, I don't really bring great news. I mean, you you're having a baby and shit. That's fucking all. I guess I I did have a baby that was like 13. So I mean, there is good news and there's bad news. So and this is definitely on the bad news. Yeah, dude. So it was a non-contact injury, mm. and it was a double team comes at me, and I like I hezzy and like twist to make my move. Pop! My knee just pop. I could hear it, and I felt it, and I just went nope, and I fucking threw the ball, and I'm like I'm done. And Tanner was subbed out, and I said you're in, and then were you guys running full court? Full court fives, dude. And I was fucking killing it. I was feeling so good, dude. At one point, like, I was in the corner, and I just, like, without a thought, just drained this three. And then just was running back, thinking to myself, like, I'm being way too casual about hitting that three. But it felt good. So Mm -hmm. if it was natural, own that. And I'm just having this inner dialogue. And then, yeah. That sucks, man. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That knee knee injuries are just... They're catastrophic, man. They yeah. suck. Like that's just that's just that's just awful, man. The I, feel, only... I feel really bad because I know like you've been trying to get back, yes. and to have like this setback is just well. I mean, so... it's been ten years, right, since mm-hmm. I tore my ACL. And when I tore my ACL, they're like, "Hey, there's a little bit of meniscus damage, but it's not. It, it, there's we can't repair it. Like it's just like f- flaying a little bit. You could yeah. see it kind of coming up. I have pictures of it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think over the last ten years, it just got worse. And, you know, Jen was using this rubber band analogy of like, you keep stretching it and then eventually it's going to snap if you keep using it the same way. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've gained weight and then I've lost weight. And that's what I that's what I'm working towards. Right. Was losing weight so that this wouldn't happen. (laughs) And then I mean, but people in their best shape of their lives. For sure. For sure. For sure. So it was uh, I knew instantly that it was it was bad. Um, I think just with the history and the nature of what was happening, it just like the meniscus is that cushion between the yeah. the knees. Mm-hmm. And I think with where I'm hurting, it just slipped like it tore and slipped and popped out. So uh, I went to the doctor. She says, I think it's a torn meniscus, but, you know, there's a process. We have to do an X-ray, make sure there's no structural damage. Mm-hmm. There wasn't because there was no contact. And then. Um, then I'm getting referred to an orthopedic specialist and then MRI and then from there surgery. Ugh. Yeah. It's a long process. Yeah. It's going to be a while, but in all of this, mm-hmm. I'll tell you that mentally I've never been sharper. Mm. People are like, dude, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I'm not. And they're like, what are you, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, it's worth it to me. I was playing so well out there and having so much fun. Does it suck? Yes. But like you said, it happens to the best people in the best shape of their life, right? Mm -hmm. 
I'm not in the best shape. And the fact that I got 10 solid years off of a knee injury and got to really enjoy myself and go hard and play hard, that's worth it to me. The last 10 years of basketball have been the most fun. Hmm. Tearing my ACL was the best thing that I that could have ever happened to me as far as basketball because I had to start like I was playing like a scrub out there, dude. I had no idea what I was doing. Then tearing it knocked me down, wiped the board clean, and then said, you need to learn how to play this correctly. Mm-hmm. And from that, like I remember doing even PT, like Jen and I were going to the gym and I would go to the gym to work on my PT stuff and just stand outside the, the court window and just watch these guys play, right? And just want to be out there so bad. Or if it was slow, I would just stand and I would just do around the world with no jumping because I can't jump. And I would just work on my mechanics of my shot and just work and work and work and work and just literally built it from the ground up. Mm -hmm. So from that, I've had the best years of basketball. And if the doctor tells me I'll never play again. This does. I don't sound like this. <laughs> well, I mean, I I don't I, a meniscus as bad as it is. I don't think it's. I mean, if you were at like at your age in the NBA, like that, yeah, that yeah. might limit your ability. eighty-two games plus yeah. practices. But I mean, you're talking about playing on the playing on Sundays. Weekends, like, yeah. No, I mean, you you'll be able to come back yeah. from it. Um, especially if you rehab right, which I know you will. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. But you're gonna put like you're not someone who doesn't who doesn't not put in the work. Like, no, God like, no. Like if there's one person like I know like for sure it's like I'm gonna put my mind to it. I want to get it done. Yeah. It's gonna be you. Yeah. So like as my, yeah, you're right. It's a setback, but it still sucks. Like, yeah, it does suck. It, dude, it, I, mean, I cried. I cried. I would too. <laughs> like that sucks. Like I not cried because it hurt, but I, I was laying in bed. And Jen was like, uh-oh, she could see it on me. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. And I, she's like, why are you crying? I'm like, I'm just frustrated because we were going to do a league. And we were going to do three-on-three. And, like, we were getting there. And, like, you know, yeah. it was, oh, two weeks from now we were going to start it. Mm-hmm. That's where my frustration lies. Yeah, yeah is, I get it. Is the bonding and the playing. and the, sure. But I guess I'll just have to fucking figure it out. Um, yeah, but meniscuses are, I mean, they're, they're, they're nothing to mess with yeah like, oh yeah as you know like, yeah it's the dough between the bones dude yeah i mean if you don't take care of that it's just it's just gonna get worse the well, stuff it catches i yeah. mean i i've known guys that have tried to play through it and it's just oh fuck that dude i know i'm not playing i'm gonna get surgery and i'm gonna go through it um the right way to go and you know i've been making because of the gallbladder we talked about this a little bit like dietary changes and like just i've lost a bunch of weight because of it like all these changes and and not drinking alcohol and stuff and so i took the doctor was like you you know i took a liver i just had like a full body testing the uh Mm -hmm. like two years ago three years ago and they're like dude you got a fatty litter and your gallbladder's fucked up you need to do something and they were like we're gonna take that gallbladder and it was that that them telling you that to go nah i don't i think i'm just gonna make lifestyle changes and like there was a there was a test that they took i i can't remember the exactly if my guy if you're listening or cj i'm sure you guys know um but there was one measurement of something of like some protein or amino acid or something in my liver that that is higher when your liver's working harder right so Mine was like the scale was like average was like something and then the max was like 55 and I was at 60 and I was like, holy shit, like that, like all my numbers were bad. And then I just had the same test and I was like 35. Hmm. So that got me hyped. The body's, seeing am- that. the body's amazing how and how it can self-correct. Yeah. Well, it's not self, dude. I'm sacrificing all, all the goodies. <laughs> well, I mean, for sure. I mean, it. it- 
when you make the right decisions, yeah. how like your body's almost like a kind of like a river, like everything yeah. like flows out. Yeah. And then eventually just oh, kind yeah. of it flows it. out, like not smoothly <laughs> either. It's like splatter. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad enough. Yeah. Anyway, so that's where I'm at. Um I don't know if I'm gonna cut this. I might need to cut this. So if you're listening and I cut this, you'll know. <laughs> Cause I'm gonna let you not know. Um this has not gone well for my employer and me and i'll tell you more off the air the but injury yeah really oh dude really oh yeah oh yeah um hold on and that's what's going on <laughs> So we're now recording on Wednesday. Yeah, that went really long. <laughs> Welcome back. It's Wednesday, and the episode comes out tomorrow. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. It's still Tuesday. Yeah, dude. Uh, dude, happy anniversary. Well, we're we're oh happy oh for us. Yes. Yeah. What did you think I was talking about? I have about? no idea. June seventh means nothing to me, other than it's our one year anniversary. Yeah. I, for some reason, I thought we started in July when you told me we had our our uh, four year anniversary coming up. I, yeah. No, realize. we released it on June seventh. Okay. The first episode. We had recorded prior, so at no mm-hmm. point was it ever July. <laughs> and this will come out yeah. on Thursday. No, two I, days after the anniversary. No idea. I ha- I legitimately thought we started recording later in the summer. I know. It's weird of, that it was like that quick. Of two thousand eighteen, like it's right after we graduated. Yeah. yeah. We we got on it, dude. We knew that this was the, the passion project and we had to do it. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm leaving the courthouse today. Yep. Hobbling across from the courthouse to the parking garage, up three flights of stairs to the parking garage, um, because nobody wants to accommodate me parking closer, because that will be an issue as well, as we just discussed. Jesus, man. <laughs> um, you should come work for the federal government. I'm going to. I'm about to come work for uh, Social Security, dude. I'll let you know when we have, not, when we have a Did Matt nobody. already said, hey, come work with us, dude. <laughs> I want to work with cool people. And I was like, Portland, though, dude. It's not that bad. Also, I'm not gonna, trying to get attacked like you get attacked. Huh? I never get attacked. Uh, that's only happened to me twice. Okay, that's two more times than me. <laughs> it'll it'll come. Yeah. Um. So, I'm I'm hobbling across and like I have to cross the street at this at one point, and I'm like on my crutches and I'm going across the street and I see this little kid, cute, wearing like a Sonic the Hedgehog mask, walking with his mom, nice. and he goes, "Mommy, that man is old." And I'm like, oh, you fucker. <laughs> because of your crutches? Yes. And she's like, shh, shh. And he goes, mom, he's old. And I'm like, oh, God, you have no idea. Did you offer him a, a hard uh, butterscotch candy? No, I almost offered him a hard life lesson with a knuckle <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> no, it was funny. I'm like, I am old. I am. Uh, so. Kids are the worst. I mean, kids are the worst, but they're also kind of the best, but they're mostly the worst. I can't wait till you have one. (laughs) I I just know that, like, at some point, like, my kid is going to call somebody, like, fat or something like that in line at the grocery store, and it's going to be awful. Uh, Dude, my kid's going to hate that I'm even telling this 20 years from now. She's going to get canceled for me telling this story (laughs) as a 13-year-old girl. She was like, uh, oh, yeah, and, like, that guy, he was crippled. And we're like, what? 
no, don't say that. And she's like, what? And we're like, don't say it. She's like, crippled. What's wrong with saying crippled? People say crippled all the time. I'm like, stop. Stop <laughs> using the word. <laughs> we call it disabled. And then once I heard my knee, Jen looks over at me and goes, crippled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, dude, Jen, Jen has been on fire with the jokes lately. Are you giving her credit? I made one really good one, and she's like, oh, shit, now he's going to tell this on Say What You Mean, and I can't even remember it. Mm. But I, what I can tell you is one that she told that. I was so, I was just so impressed. Well, I'm very proud of you for giving her credit. She, uh, Cheyenne's eating like a Hershey's kiss, and uh, she's like, mom, do you want to kiss? And Cheyenne's been coughing. So she's like, no, not from you. Why are you hacking like that? She's not sick. She just hacks, I guess. And then she's like, what? No, like a Hershey's kiss. Like a, no, she goes like a chocolate kiss. But Jen goes, no, I want a kiss from him and points to me. Right. Mm. And then she goes, no, I want a chocolate kiss. And I go, I wouldn't say chocolate. I'm, I am brown, but I wouldn't I wouldn't describe myself as chocolate, Cheyenne. And she's like, no, a Hershey's kiss. And I'm like, Hershey, is that is that their name? And Jen just goes, no, that's their pronouns. And now I got it. Isn't that genius? Pretty that's good. That that pause right there is exactly what I was trying to describe. My my how, the kind of comedy that I love where you have to go. Wait, what? Oh my God, the revelation! I was I was floored. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That's, <laughs> that's good. That's well. That's yeah. well done. That is that, well done. And she's like, "Yeah, dude, I'm funny," and I just I've been impressed. I I mean, I've made some fire jokes too recently, but I had to give her some props on that one. Speaking of, as you should, she is your dad's best friend. The man with the camo pants. The man with the camo pants. Uh, every time those two get around each other, they mm-hmm. like they're just chit chatty and they're like. At one point, they're standing next to me and Matt talking. Me and Matt are kind of talking, and like your dad's like talking to us, and he's like, I, "I'll cut this if you want me to cut this." But no, he goes, you don't have to. My "He dad, goes, my, my, my dad has a good sense of humor." He goes, "Well, I mean, I'm still not even going to be a grandfather for two more years." And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, until that kid can wipe his own ass, I ain't, I ain't gonna be a granddad. And I said, well, I guess you'll never be my granddad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said it. And then he's like, huh? And I go, I don't know. And then so like me and Matt like split off into our conversation, and him and Jen are talking. And then I look back over like just to my right, and they're both gone. I have no idea where they are. I'm just like, well, there they go, fucking adventures. Probably looking at that creepy, deserted fucking table and chairs in the woods by your house. Dude, that's nuts. I'm telling you, there's ghosts. Like, Bo just sitting... Bo, the other night, I woke up. Bo is sitting in the threshold of my door of my bedroom, just staring down the dark hallway. Just sitting and staring. Not barking. In the middle of the night? In the middle of the night, at like 3 o'clock in the morning, just staring down the dark hallway, just staring and i'm like bo what are you doing and he like turns and looks at me and then goes back to staring and i was like yeah there's definitely a ghost. Holy even shit. even kylie who's a massive pessimist yeah it's like i'm like i see things and hear things like out of my peripheral vision that just don't make that just don't make sense that place is haunted 100 percent. i'm glad you're starting your family there have you seen amityville horror dude? that's what i'm saying the the uh the the Portal to Hell is going to be in that little like random mm, Stranger Things, dude. Yeah. Uh, 
you don't know what anything is as far as a baby shower. That was my favorite part. And you had mentioned this like from previous baby showers, but you just looking at shit. Not that I would know, right? Mm-hmm. I have no idea, but I'm not the one on the spot. And you're like, oh, what? <laughs> it was even worse at the at the one before that. Oh, I wish I was there. Because there was like, mo- this one was like mostly like clothes and stuff. Yeah. Which, okay, I get that. Yeah. But there was like stuff called a, a boppy. Yeah. Uh, a swaddle. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what any of that shit is. Yeah. I mean, there was, like, napkins for, like, spit up or, like, oh, uh, yeah. uh, like uh, they were not napkins, like uh, like little handkerchiefs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, huh? Kylie's like, you know, for when they, like, spit up. And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, it was funny. Um, well, I mean, that's, I mean, traditionally, guys don't go to baby showers. So, I, I don't, yeah, I don't feel like. I was kind of set up for failure there. I mean, I guess there's a lot of guys there, a lot of dudes there. There's a lot of dudes there, but that's like, like our wedding, very untraditional. Yeah. Like, it just kind of. It was awesome because I was kid free and nothing made me feel better about being kid free at that event than towards the end of it, Will's outside with his kids and he just uh, and looks at his wife and goes, I'm done. <laughs> like dude i feel that and but i'm not feeling it now so i'm glad <laughs> he called he calls his youngest daughter hurricane charlotte oh okay yeah he was just like i'm done <laughs> it was awesome i was like okay and like you get to join that party dude yeah i really enjoyed talking to matt reeves yeah yeah so the last time i saw him was your bachelor party and we kind of shot the shit a little bit right mm-hmm. playing basketball but this was like really getting to visit with him. And Jen yeah. hasn't talked to him in years. So she's like, I really enjoy talking to Matt, which was cool because there's some there. We are able to relate on some of the experiences that we're having mm-hmm. um, with his, you know, his family and our family. So that was kind of nice to, to shit, shoot the shit on that. I mean, I've been I've talked to him a little bit about the kind of stuff that I'm talking about over Overwatch. Mm-hmm. But to have that conversation with Jen there was kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. And um, in person, it's more. Personal, yeah. Yeah. So. It was good to see him. Yeah. No, it was great. It was cool. I was glad to have. I mean, it was it was nice. I had so many different. Um, I had like basically my all three of my groups of friends there. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to be able to like bounce between everybody. And yeah. Because we and definitely weren't melding. No, everybody was kind of everybody was kind of doing their. I mean, everybody like it was it was good because everybody had at least one person there who like they knew. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Matt Glendening had my friend Keenan. Yeah, my friend Jesse had my friend Will. Will. You had, had Matt. Matt Reeves. Dude, and so I well planned, and then I could kind of go. Yeah, I could jump between. Not everybody. that I couldn't talk to those guys. But yeah, it no, was just good to for sure. Uh, me and Matt were shitting. <laughs> on everybody else that all your other friends because that's what we do and we're just like dude these guys did not study history why are they even here <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean not not shitting on them but making comments like that yeah, like we're was, elitist because we studied history <laughs> yeah well i mean we've been in the trenches I, together I, for, we did we have been in the trenches together but um bef- before we before we conclude our yeah. um our talk on the um on the baby shower, I do mm. have to give a shout out to Haley. Mm. Um, does she really listen? She does. I really thought that listen. was a facade. No. What's wrong with her? <laughs> <laughs> she listens. I, I could say that about every person like, who listens. She listens like every single week. Wow. Apparently. According to Kylie, Kylie's told me that she listens, but I completely uh-huh. forgot. And then I was opening her present yeah. to me and I was like, that was Hawaiian. not based on listens. There's no way. That was all Jake. Perfect lunch stuff. 
Oh, it was a, it was vanilla it was vanilla coke. It uh, was my Hawaiian uh, chips, luau barbecue yeah. chips, and then she got me candles, vanilla candles, because uh, we talked about how much we loved vanilla candles. Also, my sister has a candle for you. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, your sister's fantastic. Everybody's just giving. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was like. I'm like. There's no way she listens. She does. I don't yeah. know why I would think that or judge that. I judge all our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Like what the fuck are you wasting your time listening to this? Yeah, Haley Haley Huffman. Yes. Her maiden name is Owens. I always have a always forget because I knew like I knew her for a long time when she was yeah. Haley Owens. So I always forget that she's not Haley Owens. Yeah, but um, long time long time friend. And I uh, was genuinely impressed by the gift. Yeah. Every time you pulled out, I'm like, I just got this guy a fucking book, dude. And I was like, of course, a personalized gift just for you two was genius. Loved mm-hmm. that. Loved yeah. that. I mean, she's she's. She's she's awesome. She well, was she was one of the people on the Hawaii on the Hawaii trip with the itchy back. Yeah. Okay. What I loved about the gift though was it was like for you guys, and that's something that I've done in the past where it's like I'll go to baby shower and I'll get a gift for mom and dad. Mm. And I didn't this time because I saw the book and I was like I got to do the book. I love I love the book. Did you like, look at it? Yeah. It's freaking rad. It's an amazing. That's a good pick. Yeah. Kylie um, was Kylie was looking at it and she's like that's a that's a great book. Yeah. I'm like. Yeah, it's I'm really super think, cool. I'm really. I, I threw it up there. Didn't think anybody was going to actually buy it. And I then, thought everyone was going to buy it. And and I was like, course, "Fuck! I better get this." I threw it up late. Oh, okay. Um, but well, that well, that exposes me. <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared. We were. We we get. Well, we get. Um, we would get notifications that mm, stuff would mm-hmm. get bought. We didn't know who bought it, but we yeah. get notifications that stuff was. Oh, purchased. so you knew it was purchased. So I knew it was purchased. I just that's fucking lame. Sorry, but no, I didn't, I didn't know who was. I didn't know. Uh, we did the same was... thing for Cheyenne. Oh, okay. gotcha. <laughs> we're like, oh, somebody bought the mirror. Oh my god. Um, no, but when you were opening that one, I loved the the mom and dad focus gifts because, yeah. it, I mean, like I said, we're celebrating you two smashing, and so <laughs> as uh, as um, Dimitri said. Um, celebrating me losing my virginity. Yep, yep. Celebrate that. First time's a charm, dude. <laughs> and um, it's amazing I got it done the first time. Yeah, I'm impressed, dude. You are efficient. <laughs> um, so not only do I appreciate that, but then like as you're like pulling out the shit, I'm like, who the fuck got him this? Like this is impressive. Well, I mean it's still impressive. I just I, I'm just saying the whole time I was like, whoa, that's like all the shit he loves. That, and now it's even more impressive because you listen to the show. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for me to listening. I don't know how you do it and put up with us. But uh, <laughs> thank you also for spoiling Jake and Kylie. That was very kind. Also, I got a, if Matt Reeves will probably never listen to he this. He never but, will. But I got to call him out. Um, oh, no. He, uh, he, got my, he got Wells' name wrong. <gasps> he, uh, he put, I, I think he thinks it's na- uh, he think he th- I think he thinks Wells' name is Hudson. Which is the middle name? Because oh. he was like, can't wait to meet Hudson, and I'm like, I was like, <laughs> and he wasn't there for uh-huh. me to give him shit. Yeah, because he had already left. Yeah, so I had to, I had to call him out somewhere. <laughs> That's amazing. He doesn't even know you. He dude. doesn't even know. You know, he would know it if he listened to this show. Yeah. Well, he's been he's been MIA for like ever. I mean, granted, he's been busy. I mean, he sounds like that baby's a little crybaby. Yeah, so. he says it does not. Yeah. Sleep. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> uh, okay, that's all I have. All right, bye. <laughs> what else? What do you got going on? What do you want to chat about? Um, you said there's a shit ton of politics, and I've clearly just shut everything out. Well, you've had a lot going on. Before we get to that, real quickly, briefly, let's keep it under two minutes and go. What do you think about the NBA Finals? Um, 
It's been. Have good. you watched any of it? Yeah. Okay. Both yeah. Yeah, both games. Uh, I watched the first half of the, <laughs> okay. of the first game. Okay, that's and, it. And thought no, I watched the entire okay. second game. Oh, okay. The first half of the first game was like I'm like I turned it off because I was like they're controlling the game like there's Who? no point. Golden State. Okay. And then I look at the box score and Boston not only came back but they came back and smacked them in the fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah. Beat them by like and then. I think they beat them forty to sixteen in the second quarter. In the fourth oh, quarter, shit. They just started draining threes, and I'm so I felt bad that I missed it. Yeah, uh, I watched, I watched the, it. It was on, and then like once Golden yeah. State was clearly controlling, kind of stopped paying attention. And then I look, and then Boston's up, and I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And then I watched the end of the game. Yeah, I, I watched the whole. Of, I, I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not watch the whole second game because who knows what's going to happen. Like yeah. Any lead's not... No lead is safe in the NBA anymore with, mm-hmm. with the pace of play and the three-point shooting. Anybody can come back. Right. Um, and goal, uh, Boston led for most of that first half yeah. and it was close. And then in the third quarter, Golden State just freaking beat him in the alley with yeah. a baseball bat, yeah. uh, which was too bad. It didn't end up being competitive. Yeah. But, Steph's um, exhausting to watch, dude. He does not stop. No, he that, whole, not that whole team doesn't stop. Yeah. Um, who do you want to win? Uh, I'm so torn. Okay. I love Boston. Okay. I love Boston's coaching staff because it's all Portland dudes. Okay. Um, Damon Stoudemire, Ime Adoka, mm-hmm. guy, all guys that like Roots play, here. played for Portland or like and or went to high school in Portland. Yeah. Um, but... Man, I, I I like Golden State without Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah. It's all draftees, man. Yeah. They're all. I mean, so is Boston. The only like free agency like signing is Al Horford, and he came. He left and came back. Yeah, and he's kind of towards the end of his career. Yeah. So I don't really I don't really consider that. That's like a veteran like. I wish it's like a veteran signing. That's not like a Kevin Durant or a, they went out and got Kevin Durant. Right. That's what I mean. There's like no yeah. like huge signing. It's just through the draft. It's funny that Marcus Bot- Smart. Oh. It's funny that Boston tried going with the all going with the superstar route. Yeah, they brought in Kyrie that didn't yep. work. They brought in Gordon Hayward that didn't work. They went out and signed Kemba. They traded for Kemba Walker mm-hmm. that didn't work out. Oh, I forgot about and, that. And uh, where is Kemba Walker? He's he's <laughs> on somebody's roster. <laughs> yeah, I think he sat the whole year out with injuries. DC, Houston. I think he's like in OKC and he just didn't play. Holy shit. I'll look that up. Anyways, um, continue. But yeah, he um I, I'm rooting for Golden State. Okay. Because okay. I, I want to see Steph get two without Kevin Durant, where he basically is like Didn't he only get one with Kevin Durant? No, he got two with Kevin Durant. Oh, he did. Mm-hmm. This will be four for Steph. Oh, I didn't know he got two. Which with is Kevin tied Durant. with LeBron for total championships. What is four? Four. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's I I appreciate Steph's game and who Steph is more. He's on the Knicks, by the way, Kemba. Oh, he's on the Knicks. Yeah, and it was uh, a team that wore blue. I mean, I've just been sweating Ky- or Steph Curry for a while now. I saw a kid, little kid, walking by with mm-hmm. a Steph Curry jersey on. I'm like, sick jersey, dude. And I he like to, smiled at me. I used to hate that. What? When the, when people in Portland would wear Golden State stuff, okay, but now I don't hate it as much because that's a team in a franchise that has done it the right way. Right. If you're if you're a franchise and Kevin Durant, if Kevin Durant comes to Portland and says, "I want to sign here," 
you're not going to tell him no. No, of course not. <laughs> but they were insufferable when he was on that team. Yeah. Because, one, you just knew they weren't beatable. They, they just were not beatable. And yeah. They, not only did they beat you with scheme, they just... You have Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Yeah. Like, the you can't do anything against that. No. Now, they're beating you with, like, undersized players and beating you with scheme... Yeah, and I mean, honestly, you have the best—you have the best shooter of all time. Mm-hmm. You have the best passing big man, mm-hmm. a guy who in Draymond Green, who's like six eight, but can guard every position on the floor at an yeah. all star level. Yeah, like you've got transcendent players, um, but those guys all mesh together. They're undersized yeah. at their own. They're undersized at their own positions, but yet they excel because of team basketball. Yeah. Yeah. That's why and, I like it. And that's why it's so much fun to watch. It's like that, oh, was it 06, 05 Spurs team yeah. going against Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, that team was so fun to watch because you knew that they were underdogs going against this super team. Amazing. And they beat them. Amazing. And then the same thing with uh, the Dallas Mavericks yeah. with Jason Terry and yep. Tyson Chandler, Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want. I, I feel the same way as you. As far as like, I'm still kind of rooting for Warriors, um, but I love the Celt- I love Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. He's so fun to watch. Defend. And you know, I was texting Jen's brother John, Johnny, and I'm just like, God, Marcus Smart. And he's like, Yeah, you love defensive players. I'm like, I do. Like, they're mm-hmm. so much more fun to watch. Like, and the fun thing about Marcus Smart is I can watch him on the offensive end and de- defensive end. Yeah. And he's, he's a good two-way player. Doing shit on the defensive end, which mm-hmm. is fun to watch. Um, okay, we'll see. I don't really. Who do you think is going to win? Final prediction: Golden State in six. I said Golden State in five at first, and then Boston won that first game. So I think I'll adjust that to Golden State in six as well. But we'll see. I don't see it going seven. God, I hope not. I only hope not because fuck this league. <laughs> Can you imagine that'd be three straight series with Boston going seven games? Oh my god! Yeah, they're probably ready to go home. They're probably very tired. Yeah, very tired. All right, what else is up um, in this world that I'm fed up with? <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, I guess somewhat good news. Okay. Um, the January sixth committee. Oh, I did is see going, uh, Is going to go live. Oh. Have whole live hearings. Okay. Starting Thursday. Okay. At prime on prime time. Five o'clock. Uh, five o'clock our uh, five our o'clock time? our time. Okay, so eight o'clock East Coast. Mm-hmm. Okay, why is that good news? Well, I think that it's it's good news because they're gonna, it's it, I think it's it's opening the door to showing the public, mm-hmm. making a public case of what they're of what they have found. Um, and they're going to be holding like basically here, like not only just like hearings, but they're going to be interviewing people uh, live. Mm. So it's like stuff that's going to be happening in real time. We can watch it. And if they're good, mm-hmm. if they're good at what they're doing, they're going to, I don't think they're going to narr- I don't think they, they're going to narrative build, which mm-hmm. they, I hope they stay away from. I hope they just like, here's the, here's the evidence. Here's what we found. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. Trust the American people to put two and two together. But what is the importance of the American people putting the pieces together and making a decision or a mind or... or, or Because or, then I, I think it's important because then I think in the minds of Americans, you came to that conclusion on your own. That narrative wasn't like... Narratives are going to come across as biased. For sure. And I mean, they are. Like, if you put together a narrative, you're, that is your... 
I, that's kind of like your opinion on, on sure. events to an extent, even though they're based on facts. Yeah. Um, I think putting it out to the American people, letting them decide, I think is the ultimate way to insulate the facts from accusations of bias. Okay. So thank you. But my question more specifically, I should have been more clear was so what if the American people have an opinion about it? So what? Yeah. Like what is the purpose? What is your encouragement of the United States citizens watching it, oh, but also oh, having I get, an opinion? I, I get what yes. you're saying. Um, it's important because Congress doesn't have a judicial – I mean Congress doesn't have an enforcement arm, right? And they, they're not the judiciary. They're not the executive branch. They can't arrest anybody. They mm-hmm. can't bring charges against anybody other than um, – the only thing they can do is if someone if they subpoena someone and someone doesn't show up, they can hold them in contempt of Congress. Yeah. But and but then they have to rely on the Justice Department to enforce that. Right. So they the the thing is what this is 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 it it's going to put out their findings because that's what Cong- I mean that's what the, these committees are for they're fact finding committees and then they make recommendations but they also by putting out that information you you good. Yeah, I'm just I've got to take this brace off. It's oh, driving me gotcha. insane. Um, <laughs> Sorry. The, uh, no, you're fine. Um, is that it? Uh, it gives them, it gives information to the voters to hopefully make informed like a better informed decision. Um, as far the, as voting, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the advantage. Exposing representatives and motives and kind of where they stand. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Is it going to be as interesting as Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? <laughs> no. Don't be. I mean, there, there's not going to be anybody shitting in a bed. Yeah. But it's. I mean, I, metaphorically, I, maybe. Yeah, metaphorically, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> metaphorically, for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, I only say that because of like your disdain for that whole process, and like you know, everybody's talking about it, everybody's interested in, it, and no one is going to give a shit about this. I don't say no one. I cynically say no one. I hope it's more than what more than what fucking paid attention to Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. No, it won't, but it there won't, won't be. be. Yeah. Um we just need the hot memes about the, we need the January 6th. But we need the information out there. Yeah. Regardless of who yeah. pays attention, we need the information out there and I think having it public is important. And yeah, yeah. I, um and I think that I hope that it um it gives enough ev- it gives enough inf- evidence for the um attorney's general attorney general's office to uh to move forward with repercussions with repercussions okay yeah. if if the facts that they found warrant it um which by all by all accounts yeah by people who are in the know is that there's some heavy shit coming mm-hmm, out mm-hmm. like some really the, pe- the people that they've the people that they have called and the information they have gathered really points to cr- criminal we won't know yeah this is speculation but actually point to hard evidence of criminal okay. intent, of criminal intent yeah um which is which is big and more in, in more than incitement yeah because right now like initially is like the only thing they could really get trump on was incitement Mm. But there are lots of evidence pointing to like this was Ooh, well, damn. well, because there, there was there was a whole push in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Navarro, who just got arrested, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's what he, I was going to say. He uh, 
he basically talked about it openly on air that they had this thing called the Green Bay Sweep, where it they had all these uh, these alternative slates of electors ready to go um, months before the the election. Like no. these all these all the alternate slate of electors, they had people they have they have emails between the RNC, the Trump administration, and people who were signing <gasps> up to be alternate electors. This they're basically they were setting this up for months prior to the election. Holy shit. And then for like a quick collapse and replacement, yeah, mm-hmm. and a, a couple other, a, and a couple of the people, the people that they, they've they have got the email chains from, got COVID and backed out right before the alternate site of electors were supposed to report, um, and and caught, and then which if they had reported, that was supposed to be the cover for Pence to then go, I'm not certifying the election from these battleground states. That's like a a junta, dude, or yeah, is that how you say it? Military, yeah, junta. Yeah, dude. That's a yeah military takeover. I mean, it says definition: military political group that rules a country after taking power by force. I mean, had the insurrection worked, it would have been a a, a junta because is it junta or junta, dude? I don't know. I think it's junta. It's it's a it's a a Spanish word. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And the only reason I know that is from all of the Latin (laughs) American Latin American history of fucking military overthrows. Yeah. The the fact that I know that word and we're now bringing it up in a discussion from uh, January sixth is revealing well, about I mean, what January sixth. Well, I mean, if you think about like the, the the militant Proud Boys, who yeah, three of them just got that, yeah arrested and indicted on seditious acts, and they pride themselves on being a paramilitary force. But Jake, this is this is the. Uh, this is the Confederacy. This is the pride in the Confederacy, right? They're not traitors to the United States, but instead withholding the values and true destiny of the United States. And the United States has just become so corrupt. Mm-hmm. So we need to just and we're we separatists for sure. And I mean, uh, as Thomas Jefferson said, we the 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 tree of liberty needs to be refreshed with the blood of patriots. Every so often, mm. and I forget how he ended it, but yeah. like every so often, which is just stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that's how they're viewing I, themselves. I know. I know. They they view themselves. That's as, fucking they, terrifying. They view themselves as heroes. Yeah. Um, but then latch themselves onto a cult of personality. A and, straight and, coward, dude. <laughs> a trash man. Dude, he is a trash man. <laughs> Jesus, I was watching the roast of Donald Trump. Like mm-hmm. the other day, and I, I got I got through Lisa, Lisa Lampanelli, and I'm like, I'm not watching the rest of this. <laughs> and I love comedy, you know, and I yeah. love roast, but it's just like sitting here, there, sitting, sitting there, watching him just go. He just raises his eyebrows. That's all he does, mm-hmm. and kind of like half smiles. Yeah, he he hated it. He I hated know he hated it. Oh, I love um, it. It's they're roasting him about being like president, like uh, mm-hmm. Seth MacFarlane was the roast master and he was shitting on him about his dreams of being president. And I'm like, I can't believe that that fucking happened. <laughs> anyway, sorry. It's January nuts, 6th. It's nuts to think about. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think with the, the hearings going public. Yeah, I think it's cool. The fact that there's two Republicans, regardless, you can, the trumpets can say those aren't Republicans all they want, but they are Republicans. Right. The fact that there's two Republicans on that committee. Yeah. Um, 
it's bipartisan. Yeah. How many people are there total? I think there's nine. Nine. Okay. Oh boy, it's a the, witch hunt, dude. The, the there's a there's a rumor going around. Okay. Amongst people who you got your ear to the ground in, in Washington, the, like, dude. No, the oh, Lincoln okay. the Lincoln Project. Oh, okay. So take it with a grain of salt, source, I dude. suppose. But, but uh, Lincoln Project says that there's uh, that the committee will publicly announce their recommendations for the attorney general to indict mm. at the end of it. Shit. I mean, that doesn't look good for old Donnie. No, I mean, it doesn't mean that doesn't necessarily mean anything because like I said, the, for sure. the, the legislative for sure. branch has absolutely no enforcement arm. It's like him being impeached twice. <laughs> um, so I started rewatching the prequels. Star uh, Wars. Yeah. Um, I'm on Attack of the Clones. And there's this moment where Anakin is talking to Padme about, like, you know, um, the separatists movement and people trying to leave the Republic. And um, he's she's like, he's like, your system's broken. And she's like, well, what do you suggest that we have then instead? And he's like, well, um, everybody just comes together and they discuss their ideas and then they choose the idea that best fits all of the people in the Republic. And she's like, that's what we have. And, and he's, she's like, but the only the issue is, is that not everybody agrees. And there's disagreement on how we should approach certain things. Right. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, dude, tell his ass, his emo ass. And then he's like, well, somebody should make them. And I'm like, holy shit, well, because we know where the story goes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have people like the the queen of naboo and the senator of naboo as amadala two people who are having a discussion about the republic and democracy and once you lose faith in democracy then it doesn't work anymore mm-hmm. right yeah this is fucking fragile like thin ice that we're all just walking on mm-hmm. at any moment it takes one person to say i'm gonna force you to agree i've seen it over and over in latin american history and now we have a fucking orange creep who is willing to do that Mm -hmm. so everything that we believe in is fucking made up dude well and a lot of those (laughs) a lot of those strong men other in europe yeah in um south america latin america were elected for sure first Mm-hmm. And then, you know, said I'm not leaving. I mean, dude, Star Wars is so fucking good. <laughs> I but, love those yeah, prequels. But in the meantime, they they weakened institutions and they made it impossible for them to be removed when it came right. time. And centralized power. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in Star Wars, they're talking about like just these institutions and, and the faith in democracy and those who will just do the right thing. And that's, I mean, in the same sense, like, I love that, right? And I I agree to that sentiment. And that's what I love about the show is talking about those things. But then on the other side, I'm just like, it's so, it really is and can be so fragile. Especially when you get to the place where we are, where people are just manipulative for their own gains. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're well past that. Like, it's not even for their own gains. It's, It's almost just to do it. For power. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Anyway, sorry to get to Star Wars, but I've, I've just been watching them. They're so good. No, it's so good. No, Secretly fine. building armies and shit, separatist <laughs> movements. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, fuck anyone who hates those prequels. I mean, look, what's his name is not good. Hayden Christensen. No. He's not good. But they're, actually, you know what? When he goes to find... Also, why is his mom's name Shmi? I don't know. <laughs> That's a terrible name. But Isn't why, that Captain Hook's fucking second name? I don't know. Mate? But the continuity about how the um, how the, the Tuscan Raiders have yeah. been portrayed is ridiculously all over the map. Is it? If you include... Um, like They're basically the noble savages during uh, Boba Fett. Book I of didn't Boba see Fett. that. You haven't watched that? No, I heard it's trash. Garbage. Okay, so they're noble savages in that. But then they're like murdering people, yeah. women and children, and the oh, prequels. Yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting. Well, maybe they, they, maybe Anakin scared them straight, dude. <laughs> and was like, we're not fucking kidnapping anybody anymore, dude. We're peaceful peacekeepers. Sure. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I don't know. It's been fun to watch those. And then I've, I've never watched Clone Wars. Have you? Um, I've watched parts of it. I think I might go and watch those now that I'm. It's filled with so much backstory. Is it yeah. okay? It fills I, in. You know, I love that. It fills in so many gaps between Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith. Attack of the Clones. Attack and, of the Clones. Yeah, and, that's uh, why I'm gonna watch Revenge it. So I'm gonna finish Attack of the Clones, then start Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah! You just made my day. Uh, sorry. Anyways, so uh, I I will say that as far as like it being on TV, I didn't know that. When was that announced? What? That they were going to show the... Um, week ago? Oh, shit. More people need to know that. We need to post about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. For real. Yeah, no, it's it's important. I think it needs to be it needs to be watched. Um, who know? I mean, who knows? Like, uh, Fox News has decided that they aren't going to air it, even though every other news source is. Every other cable or regular you, channel news, sor- news I'm source... I'm not even surprised. Fox News is keeping Tucker Carlson on his regularly scheduled time, which is right in the middle of... Oh, well, of course, okay. dude. You so. can't interrupt old Tuck. Um, wow. Dude, fuck them. <laughs> Anyways, what else is going on? Do you have any bad news? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple interesting things that are kind of off the radar because of, uh, um, I don't know. Do you want to talk about inflation? Hell yeah, dude. That's my favorite. <laughs> I I feel like it's, re- <laughs> it's redundant. I, I feel like it should be redundant to say. Um, but it's, you can't blame Biden for global inflation. You can blame Biden for his response to inflation. Just like you can't blame Trump for coronavirus being Corona, like being created, Being being a thing. Uh, but you can blame, and we did blame Trump for his response to COVID. And I think there are legitimate ways in which, I criticized yeah. Biden for his his uh, his response to inflation, and one of those is is his re- his weird reluctancy to lift a lot of the Trump era tariffs. Mm, okay, he's left most of them in in place. Okay, which is not very free trade of him at all. Mm-hmm. And that he I th- he gets applause from it. Do you have any examples of the tariffs just for context, so I know like maybe one that Trump put in place that he's he like one that he is yeah a lot uh clean clean energy okay clean energy like solar panels and stuff really Mm -hmm. although fuck joe biden although no although (laughs) biden is supposed to be signing some executive order lifting that particular one okay but he's left it in place at least up until now dude let's go brandon um 
So, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, it's just basically, imp- I mean, there, hmm. there are tariffs on almost every Chinese imported good. Okay. Which, I mean, you can argue that that's a necessity because we're in a near peer competition with China. Yeah. Um, but there's still a lot of tariffs on European countries that have not been lifted. That would, I think, help mm. ease prices. Yeah. Because what happens when you try to, when you, you, you put tariffs to protect domestic markets. Right. Because you raise the prices of, of, yeah. of good. You, you, competition. You, you erase competition, which allows the, the, the goods domestically to stay higher, which helps for domestic suppliers. Yeah. And manufacturers. Um, so if, for instance, Biden wanted to say, well, we want to we want to protect American manufacturers during this time, um, so we're going to leave tariffs in place. But the problem is, it's not. You're keeping prices. If you want prices to be to drop, you mm-hmm. need to lower those tariffs. Yeah. If like you're trying to get, I think by keeping those tariffs in place, he's not helping. Keeping he's keeping prices higher than they could be. Right. Yes, prices are going to be inflated. That's inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a lot in a lot of ways completely out of, out of control. Every economy minus like China is dealing with it because that's because China has basically a completely command economy. They have complete control over their economy and they can stave mm. off the effects of inflation short term because but they're going to they're going to suffer that long term. Yeah. That's what having a command economy can do for you is that you can make it. That's what Trump, that's what we criticized Trump forever is that yes, the economy looked great under Trump. That was because he was doing all of these things for short term game at long term consequences. And we're suffering a lot of those long term consequences now And China. will be suffering those long term consequences down the road because of what they're doing. Right. Because of, because of what the controls are putting on their economy right Mm -hmm. now to, to insulate it from global inflation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of one of, so what's the critique that he's not lifting them Yeah, because it would, because if doing so it would impact inflation and price of things. Yeah. I mean, it, it by not doing, I mean, by not doing so it is doing that. And I think the reason why he's not doing that is that's one, what I want to know is why, well, I'm sure there's a, there's a geopolitical strategy to it. You okay. don't, you don't want to, you don't want to, um, open the economy back up to China. If, okay. you're, if you're trying to use tariffs to curtail Chinese expansion, mm-hmm. um, because Biden has tried to reframe America's... Um, Biden's foreign policy is beginning to take, take shape, at least mm-hmm. his grand strategy, how he's marketing his foreign policy, and it's like democracy versus autocracy. He's okay. like trying to draw a line in the sand. Yeah. And he's basically saying... Um, this is a global fight for democracy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the main, that's how he is pitching his, his, uh, his pro Ukrainian stance. Like we need to protect yeah. democracy where it exists. Okay. And that's how he's, I mean, that that's just, that's a lot of the narrative building around his foreign policies. Like we need to, we need to protect democracy wherever it is at all costs. Mm-hmm. You can agree or disagree with it, but I think that that is, I mean, that seems to be where it's taking shape. Okay. Um, and that's very, I think that's, that's also reinforced with the, uh, the like Comerica summit where all of the leaders in the Western hemisphere, um, met at a summit or meeting at a summit this week. Oh no. 
so uh, except for th- Nicaragua, Venezuela, and Cuba were not invited. Mm, okay. And what do those three have in common? Are they ran by like dictators? Yeah. Yeah. They're not democracies. Not democracies. So they left. They did not invite. They did not extend. Did not extend an inv- invite to those Where three. Where is it? Uh, it's in the United States. <laughs> but you know. Who, but you know who else sat out? Who? Mexico. Oh. In solidarity with the with others, those three saying like mm. they shouldn't have been left. They, if, if this is supposed to be a conference of Americas of the Americas. Yeah. Why can't they have a seat at the table? And that's because Biden is making he he can't very well sell this as democracy versus autocracy. Yeah. If he's sitting down with autocrats, yeah. but I think that that I think that's a mistake because on by, his part on his part because okay. I think that not having them at the table leaves the door wide open for our adversaries to bring them to their yeah. table. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And China has made it known that they are more than willing and they want to have a global military presence. Yeah. They want, they just built a, a, na- a Navy base in Cambodia. They're mm-hmm. expanding. They have one in Sri Lanka. They're moving Jesus. across and they want to get a foothold in, in the Western Hemisphere. Yeah. And it's going to happen if they're, you know, who has, sea, out, you know who has seaports? Venezuela. Yeah. Nicaragua. Yeah. Cuba. Jesus, dude. Just saying like, there's a there is a downside to yeah. your hard and fast black and white democracy versus autocracy, and you can't tell me you're willing to keep Turkey in NATO, right? But you're you're going to you're going to not allow Cuba, Venezuela, or Nicaragua to come to the table. It, okay, it's not. I mean, but is it the United? It's not up to the United States to determine whether or not Turkey's in NATO. They could start a push for sure, but. So far, the the United States has been pretty quiet on Turkey blocking Sweden and Finland's uh, entrance into NATO. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does that look like an aggressive move or more of a passive move, right? Is what I'm looking at it as is like to go in and push for Turkey to be out of NATO could seem like you're the aggressor, right? Whereas just not inviting them is kind of a passive fuck you. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, that's a good point. Um. Yeah. But the 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 immediate strategic advantage of of Turkey mm-hmm. insulates them from a lot of criticism. Insulates who? Turkey. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because the United States does not want Turkey any any closer to Russia than it already is. Right. Um so not pissing them off right. is a has been a strategy for a long time Ugh. even though Erdogan is one of the like biggest human rights abusers on the planet. Right. Um, but we turned a blind eye to them when they attacked, they gassed Kurds. Yeah. Um, we're let, we're allowing them to stop NATO expansion during a time when we need a unified front against Russian expansion. Right. And adding Finland and Sweden. Yeah. Are they the sole vote? Yeah. They're the only holdout. Oh boy. But NATO, NATO acts on consensus. You yeah. Can't, yeah. That's what I mean. So, so have, do they have to defend their vote yeah yeah so they're they're saying that their lip service is that countries in nato are don't don't recognize the pkk Mm -hmm. which is a kurdish nationalist front who lives within turkey's borders Mm -hmm. they don't recognize them as terror as terrorist organizations and therefore are aiding and abetting um, terrorism that is undermining 
the Turkish government. And Wait, who is making this argument? Erdogan. No, okay, so I'm sorry. I'm not very clear today. <laughs> or maybe, or I'm not. Um, does Turkey have to validate why they're not allowing the entrance of those two countries, or can they just say nah? Well, yeah, they are because they're they're saying they don't want. Um, you were getting there. Yeah. Okay, my bad. They don't want. I was lost. They say Finland and Sweden are um, have proven. They they say there's evidence that Finland and Sweden have helped the PKK. Okay, gotcha, um, gotcha. As well as other nations in NATO. Gotcha. And therefore, they don't think that Turkey, like Sweden and Finland, it's a weak argument. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering. Okay. Which is which? When Putin was allegedly asked, "How do you feel about Sweden and Finland joining NATO after both of their re- respective governments voted to enter NATO?" Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, "I'm not worried about it." Uh, and then, and then Turkey blocks it. Eh, it makes you wonder, like yeah. he knew what he knew what Turkey was going to do. Jesus, dude, did they vote downvoted or did they vote? Are they in it, Russia? Right? No, they're Russia's, not. Russia's not NATO. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, Russia is. What am I thinking then? You're thinking of the UN. Okay, there you go. Sorry. I mean, in so lo- many international. Low and low and. <laughs> I mean, I mean, shocker. Right. Uh, Russia vetoed a. A human human rights and uh, violation inquisition into that's what I'm into thinking. Ukraine. That's what I'm thinking. I okay. mean, I mean of course they did. Yeah, right. Yeah, but to be fair, so would we if we were being accused of human rights violations and the UN wanted to come Nothing and invest, come and want to investigate, oh, and we're fuck. like, we would tell you and the go, we tell you and the go shove it. Yeah, that's gross, dude. I mean, we've told you and the go shove it yeah. too when we yeah. invaded Iraq. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I can't. I can't uh, I can't draw a relativism between the United States and I can and Russia. Oh, come on, man. I, there's a lot of people that can no. and would. That's that's a stretch. Is it? It's a stretch. Why? Because we don't have the human rights violations that Russia has. <sighs> Why not? Why not? You think those things weren't just just weren't committed in Iraq? I mean, I think there, I think there was. Okay. There were. I mean, you can you can find isolated incidents. Okay. Okay. But if you're like, I mean, so is the different scope and scale? I think also domestic politics. What do you mean? Putin jails his his own political dissonances. Okay, I get what you're saying. Poisons them and. So, because he does that and commits these crimes abroad, that's the difference. But well, if, if we're committing crimes abroad, but we don't, we keep, we take care of our own. That's okay. I don't really. I don't think we're. I'm not saying that you're saying one not, is okay or not okay. We're not but I'm like just saying. necessarily going around and violating. We're not necessarily. We're not going around violating countries' sovereignty left and right. Okay. Okay. And exploiting them for their resources. Okay. Per se. Okay. I I I feel like the, the United States if you were to look at other stuff that it's done, it's it's the biggest contributor to the World Bank group which mm-hmm. gives loans to um developmental loans mm-hmm. to um um I, I get what you're saying. World so countries. we ignore the crimes because of how much we do, char- how much charity we do. 
every every powerful country is going to is going to do. No, you're making me defend my stance, yeah, yeah, which no, I'm not. I'm not upset about. No, that. I know. Um, <laughs> I just like getting you. No, I know. Where is it? Where no, is I, you it? can't let me just say shit and not yeah, get away with it. For sure. That's why we have this podcast. Yeah. Is that why? Huh? Is that one why? Of, one of the reasons? What else is another reason? What's well, fun? <laughs> I don't know. End it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love it. It's fun. Uh I've been just down, dude, bumming on the US lately. So that's why I'm questioning it and sure. just and asking you, no, you know, I, your I, thoughts. No, I get it. Like the US uh I mean, to an outsider, we got to look like one shithole, one big shithole. Yeah. Um I mean, there it's the multiple times when people in our circle have referred to us as like looking like a failed state from the outside or you know what i mean it's just the way that we're behaving and i mean i, I think I, I i've said that i just we're too rich to look like a failed state right now but we are that's depressing we just there we have too much we have too much power and we have too much money to look like what a failed state would look like in africa right we look at the political polarization yeah corruption in the government mm-hmm backsliding in democracy in democracy yeah that's a good point dude uh how much i mean how many people killed with guns yeah when you said that you know we're just too rich to know it i was just like whoa that's sad i mean that's privilege like your privilege you're so privileged you don't realize (laughs) that the room is on fire that's sad that's a bummer. And that's why I like watching these shows and stuff in these movies. I'm like, their discussion of democracy is like being almost fantastical. And it's like, I don't, you know, I've always been so cynical. I've always been like, you know, anarchy, punk rock, you know, so critical and cynical of everything until I finally started learning how these institutions worked and like what was the point of them and the development of them and starting appreciating the work done by those that are operating in them who are doing it i hope for you know the right reasons Mm -hmm. but then again i i do realize how fragile it is and it's it's scary i I, i've been certainly thinking more and more recently that like like is there going to be a catastrophic event that just knocks us back a little bit which is scary I don't know why I've been thinking about that, but I'm fucking thinking about it. Um, and I think it's just because of everything, right? And just, I don't know. I don't want to get too comfy, but I also just don't want to be in a, a ball of anxiety. Mm-hmm. But I do like sit there and think about these things like, where are we headed? What are we doing? What are we going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? Because right now I'm not doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the the one thing, all politics is local. Yeah. And this gets oh, go ahead. And this gets me to my last point yeah. that I wanted to make today. Yeah. Which is I'm gonna do everything I can in my power to re- get Jamie Herrera Butler reelected. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm a huge believer in her, mm-hmm. but because of the alternative and the reality of it is uh of the al- like the alternative and the reality of the alternative and the reality of the political culture in yeah. which we live in the time. Um basically means it's it's our own it's our it's our best option. So the primary is the decides the best two, correct? Yeah. Regardless of power pa- party. Yeah, and that's I mean that's pretty much unique to Washington. Okay. I'm only asking. Well, I guess no, because if she doesn't win the primary, 
If she doesn't finish in the top two, she will not be in the runoff. Yeah. So, Which is concerning for her... Comp- her comp- the, per- the person who would then running against be her. the favorite to win the seat is named... Is, his name is... Uh, the fuck is his name? Um, it's like one one word, one like a it's a word, isn't it? Like not even a name. It's like a cash or some shit. It's uh, Kent. <laughs> Kent. Um, yeah. Damn, I'm good. Um, he obviously it's one. Joe word. Kent. His name is Joe Kent. Think I can't believe I forgot that. I talked about this on things yeah, on yeah. Jake Thoughts. Uh, he is an abomination. Yeah. Like he is a handpicked Trump supporter. Like just everything you believe as a conservative, he is the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. He's everything you should believe in as an American. He's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, he. Who do you think will? Are are you th- so? Just real quick. Sorry, I truly believe that it'll be a runoff between the two top Republican candidates for the seat. Mm-hmm. Okay. You think that in the primary it'll it'll be it'll end with those two against each other? Yes, unless okay. Unless there, I think in order for Jamie to secure Jamie's spot there, there needs to be crossover votes from Democratic voters. Oh, yeah. And that's very important. Yeah. Because the Democrats have no, like, the Democrats have nobody. Yeah. They're down to, I think they have, like, one candidate that they're putting up. And if Carolyn Long didn't even get within, like, eight percentage points in last, the last election. Oh, really? In 2020. Oh, She got mopped. Wow. The reality is, is that even in 2016, mm-hmm. the Washington 3rd Congressional District was plus four Republican. That means it's four points higher mm-hmm. voting average for skewed towards Republican yeah. than the national average. Right. It's a very, it's an increasingly <laughs> Republican voting yeah. Uh, district. Yeah. Where the only Democratic holdout, the only Democratic epicenter is Vink, is the greater Vink. It's right. like the vancouver proper yeah everything else the vancouver suburbs all the way to Elwaco to white salmon mm-hmm. in the east is trump country yeah or some shade of republican right and a democrat just yeah it's they're not, the reality of it a yeah. democrat especially a democrat with no name yeah and no real political backing has very little shot to beat any Republican candidate, regardless regardless if it's a moderate like Jamie Herrera or a radical like Joe Kent. Yeah, he whoever the Republican nominee is, if it's against a Democrat, will, will win. win. Yeah, yeah. So I I've been I've been picking up checking in every now and then because you and CJ are just going off on all this shit sometimes when I'm at work and I like checking in every now and then, and I start like kind of picking things up and I'm like okay. With all of that information, it's almost like sticking it to the man as someone who has voted primarily Democrat, identifies, quote, as a Democrat or left-leaning right, to then go, fuck you, dude. I'm voting for Jamie, which is something I've considered, right? And Mm -hmm. now, because of the circumstances and what you've just laid out, it's, it's almost more... Like I said, anti-establishment, more rebellious of me to vote for Jamie, which I'm all about <laughs> anyways. But in reality, it's like we can't have that fucker win. And these 
these dreams of a Democrat running against a Republican and winning like you're talking about in this congressional district is just not going to happen. Not now. Mm, right. No. It's not now is not our time and it's not going to, which is kind of almost conformity a little bit of like just fucking keep the status quo. Mm. Just keep Jamie. Right. Which also then I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to vote for a Democrat. <laughs> Ultimately, it's your vote. You do for what you sure. want, but I'm just trying to make. I'm trying to lay out a, a well thought out argument. Yeah, I think you have for people to think about. Yeah, and I'll back it up with some other recent primaries. For whatever reason, Washington runs its primaries super late, mm-hmm. which isn't until August. Other other states have already had their primaries. Mm-hmm. M- most notably, Georgia and Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. where there were big, big primaries mm-hmm. that were. Because the Washington 3rd Congressional District, Trump is a national spotlight race. Mm-hmm. For once, like our area is being is actually a political hotbed. Mm-hmm. It, it is that people are watching it because it is Jamie voted to impeach mm-hmm. and Trump is going after. He yeah. is on a revenge tour against anybody who stood against him, especially those who voted to impeach. He is running hard, mm-hmm. hard against. Is he those funding people. Kent? He is uh, yes, yeah. Mm. He is funding yeah. him hard. He's had the he's had him at Mar-a-Lago for big fundraiser events. Um, he is a Trump guy through yeah. and through. Trump is backing him like one hundred percent, and um, it's in, it's so. But interestingly enough, yeah. the biggest donor to Jamie's is Kevin McCarthy's pack. And Kevin McCarthy mm. is the is the Speaker of the House, right? So it's establishment versus Trump. Yes, it's the same thing that happened in Georgia. Now, what happened in Georgia is very interesting, right? You have the governor who's tremendously conservative, mm-hmm. the Secretary of State Raffensperger. So Brian Kemp is the governor, was the governor in two in twenty twenty. Brad Brad Raffensperger was the Secretary of State. Both of those guys um, had, were big Trump people up until i mean and i'm sure probably still are right mm-hmm. but they were the ones who said no we're not going to find your eleven thousand votes yeah they're the ones who stood up to trump when he called and said delay the delay the certification of georgia find me twelve thousand votes mm-hmm. so in retaliation for that trump um highly endorsed stuck more money than any other person in terms of primary money into david purdue running against uh, Brian Kemp and the challenger to Raffensperger mm-hmm. was an election denier talking about how it we need like basically saying we need to lock up Raffensperger he's part of this big conspiracy like he was Trump was Jesus, picking people dude. who were full on big lie yeah right that was the litmus test you want Trump money you've got to push the big lie and they did and they did it hard yeah Brian Kemp would have won no matter what. He beat his he beat David Perdue in an all out like WWE style oh, wow. SmackDown, beat okay. him by over forty points. Wow, which is insane. Yeah. Raffensperger, on the other hand, much smaller. Raffensperger won his. Did he win? Okay. Raffensperger won, won by twenty three thousand votes. Do you care to guess mm. how much of the crossover vote there was in the Democratic primary? Like how many Democratic voters voted? For Raffensperger in the primary, I would have no idea. Well, you, you wouldn't, but <laughs> uh, it was that was rhetorical. It's 30, 37,000 voted. Uh-huh. So without that Republican, without yeah. that Democratic crossover vote, you've got a you've got a Republican in a Republican state where a Democrat is not going yes. to win that seat. Right. 
but a Republican wins with the Democrat vote. A Republican who stood up against Trump. Yes. And you may not like him. Yeah. But how fascism was beat in countries not named Germany mm-hmm. and the, like like the countries who were able to stave off fascism prior to World War II, coalitions of people who dis- who would fundamentally disagree during times of peace coming together and understanding there is something bigger going on right now mm-hmm. and we need to put aside our policy differences mm-hmm. because we both fundamentally agree, agree that democracy is worth saving. Right. And Not that's, power grabbing. And that is the plea I am making to Vancouver voters mm-hmm. is that right now the thing that matters most is that we elect people who at least understand that the vote matters and that democracy is worth saving. Right. Remember to vote and stay informed. Bye guys. Bye.